Well, we're excited about a new year, and it's off and running. And we're glad you're here today, and really glad the Lord is here. Boy, I felt his presence while you were worshiping today, and uh, it's exciting to be here. My wife and I have taken a little time away during the month of December, and I want to thank you for allowing us that opportunity uh, to refresh and kind of rejuvenate and recalculate and and do all those things that you do when when you're away some somebody asked me what uh what did give me one quick achievement that you had for 2018 i said i'm still above ground (laughs) we made it through 2018 and uh i don't care what news report you've been looking at or who you've been listening to the fact is if god brought us through 18 he can get us through 19 amen and so i'm i'm excited about what the lord is doing and what he's gonna do uh, this year i've uh, spent a little time over the last few weeks uh, looking at a lot of prophetic messages from from the prophets about this year and um, everybody's predicting that this will be a stormy year politically not only in america but in the world however the good news is that uh, we, we're not affected like some people are by what goes on in the world because we're also a part of another kingdom and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever and uh, I've read the end of the book we win and so we've got a lot to to be excited about and be thankful for there's also a lot of projections that although this year will be a stormy year politically that for the child of God who really seeks after the Lord that this is going to be a year of great victories on individual levels. Amen. In fact, in fact, this is going to be a year of breakthrough. If you're on the dream team and you were here Friday night, um, I just apologize because um, you're going to hear the same sermon that you heard Friday night. I didn't preach Friday night but sister joy did and i mean she preached too i mean that there was an anointing on her and she preached i I pulled her aside after the thing i said you know you preached two-thirds of my sunday morning message (laughs) so if you think you heard this you were probably here friday night to hear some of this but uh i want to talk to you about breakthrough and to illustrate i want to i want to look at a powerful story in the old testament it's recorded in a couple of places the prophet and the priest and the and the, the the man that was the kind of the forerunner of the kings in the old testament a man by the name of samuel he uh, wrote about this in in his second uh, letter and um, also the book of first chronicles uh, has this story it's in chapter 14 of first chronicles um and i'm going to read the entire story for you it takes several verses actually from verse 8 all the way through verse 17 
And then I want to go back and pull from this story some things concerning a breakthrough. But listen to what the scripture says in 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 8 to 17. When the Philistines heard that David had now been made king over the whole country of Israel, their army went out to capture him. So David marched out to meet them. The Philistines arrived at Rephraim Valley and began plundering. David asked God, shall I attack the Philistines? Will you, be, will you give me the victory? The Lord answered, yes, attack. I will give you the victory. So David attacked them at Bel-Perazim and defeated them. He said, God has used me to break through the enemy army like a flood. So that place is called Bel-Perazim. When the Philistines fled, they left their idols behind, and David gave orders for them to be burned. So the Philistines returned to the valley and started plundering it again. Once more, David consulted God, who answered, Don't attack them from here, but go around and get ready to attack them from the other side near the uh, balsam trees. When you hear the sound of the marching in the treetops, then attack, because I will be marching ahead of you to defeat the Philistine army. David did what God had commanded, and so he drove the Philistines back from Gibeon all the way to Gezer. David's fame spread everywhere, and the Lord made every nation afraid of him. This is a beautiful story uh, that happened right at the beginning of David's reign as king over all of Israel. Now, he was... Um, anointed king over a couple of the tribes earlier but now there's there's a coming together the whole nation is now unified and david is king and he um, engages this battle early on in his time now there are two things that'll help you understand this story first of all he uses the analogy of water to describe the victory that God gave him. In fact, look back at verse 11. So David attacked them at Bel Perizim and defeated them. And he said, "Here's what. notice what he said, God used me to break through the enemy army like a flood. So they called the place Bel Perizim, Perizim. Um, Two different ways to pronounce that. <laughs> I say one one time and another the next. But uh, the second thing you need to notice here is, uh, first of all, he talks about water. He says it's like a flood. And all of us, uh, I'm sure, have at some time or another seen a newscast or something where they're, they're showing a flood. And, and, and you'll see a, maybe a big house or maybe even a whole subdivision of houses where the water just keeps rising and the river keeps running and, and, and all of a sudden that, that you, you, you see when the first part of that house just begins to break apart. Maybe it starts at a garage or maybe at the front door, whatever, but, it, but it, the water just begins to push through and then before you know it, the whole house is just destroyed and just begins to crumble and washes away. This is, this is the terminology that David uses to describe the kind of victory that God gave him. 
In other words, he said, you know, you know, there's a lot of people in question as to whether David could defeat these Philistines or not with the army. But he said, God's spirit just came on us. And when we came against them, it, it, there was some pushback. It wasn't easy. And, and they stood strong for a while. But all of a sudden said, God just used me like a, just like the water of a flood breaking through and, and boom, when, when, when that happened, the whole army, there was just nothing that could hold us back. Second thing I want you to notice here, the term Belperazim literally means or became to mean, I should say, it became a colloquial expression in that day to describe the master of all breakthroughs. If somebody wanted to tell you a, a Hebrew back in those days, but if they wanted to describe the, the biggest of all, today we'd use the term the mother of all breakthroughs, then they would use this term here, Bel Perizim, the, the master of all breakthroughs. I mean, this, this, this wasn't just a, a break. This was, man, this was big. This was big. I have a question for you this morning. How many of you sitting here on this first Sunday of this brand new year will be honest and say, Pastor, I could really use a breakthrough this year. I need a breakthrough this year. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your job. But there is some area of your life Maybe you've got kids that you've been praying for and you just, you're almost exhausted you, and you, you're not, not seeing any, but, but you need, you really want a breakthrough this year. Let, let me see your hand. It, I, preacher, I could really, I need a breakthrough in some area of my life this year. Praise the Lord. You can put your hands down. I got good news for you. Here's a fact. God can give you a breakthrough and he can do it this year amen he can do it yes he can give him praise make sure your neighbors awake and gets this turn to your neighbor and say you can god can give you a breakthrough now now turn to the other neighbor the second choice the one you weren't sure that you <laughs> tell them say, god can give you a breakthrough God can give you a breakthrough. Let, let me give you a verse of scripture. This is a good one. Psalms chapter 29 and verse 10. The Lord sits on the flood. Yea, the Lord sits king forever. Glory to God. The psalmist said, let me tell you something about my God and floods. If you need a breakthrough, God can just ride in on a flood. <laughs> Glory to God. He's, he's God. He's above everything. Amen. And, and, and you understand, when, when you see that flood, you realize it. nothing can stand against it. I mean, there's not a wall big enough. I mean, it, it, just, it just destroys everything in front of it. God can be that to you. I want to give you another verse of Scripture. And here's one that you probably know, you could probably quote. You've probably heard it all your life if you've been around church all your life. It's in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 19. The second part, that, that verse has two sentences in it. The second sentence, I call it the B part, says this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Now, I read that the way the King James Version 
punctuates it. You see that? And this is the way we've always understood it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, comma, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. I, I want to I tell you this morning, in my opinion, beginning with the King James translators, and it's followed through, you'll find it in a lot of translations that way, I think they made a mistake in their punctuation. Not in their words. This is a word of God. I'm not trying to change the word of God. But the Hebrew doesn't have those punctuations, period. There's just none of them in it. It's just a sentence. And I believe that the King James translators who started it, and many translators since then just kind of followed their suit, I believe they put that comma in the wrong place. And I'll, I'll give you scriptural reason why I believe that in just a minute. But first of all, let me, let me read it like I think it should be punctuated, okay? Same words. I'm not changing a word of the verse, but I want to read it to you. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Now, now let me tell you why I, I believe that. I, that's just not just something I just came up with an opinion. But let me read you Isaiah 59 and 19, the entire verse of Scripture from the Amplified. Okay? That's, um, that's the version that women really love <laughs> because it's got a lot of words in it. But it's... It, that's the purpose. It's amplifying. It's, ad, it's, it's explaining it to you so you can understand it. I, I read the Bible through every year. I've been doing this for years and years and years and years and years, and I always read a different translation every year. Boy, I remember the year I went through the Amplified. It liked to wore me out. My goodness alive. I got the whole Bible right here. Amplified version's about that thick. But let me read it from the Amplified because it, it, it is true to Scripture and I believe an accurate translation. So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. That's the first part. Second part, for he, notice he is capitalized. It's not talking about the enemy coming like a flood. He, God, for God will come in like a narrow rushing stream which the breath of the Lord drives, overwhelming the enemy. Here's what Isaiah is saying. I don't know what's been holding you back. I don't know what barrier you keep bumping up against. I don't know what wall you keep running into. But God is able to come in with his mighty power and spirit and like a flood, he's able to hit that thing and nothing can stand against it. He can knock it down, bowl it over, and move through for victory. And that's what David said happened to him in that valley of Rephaim when he came against the Philistines. He said, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God just started moving. God's Spirit came on me and, 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 and on my army. And all of a sudden, that impenetrable military force started breaking up. And it just scattered and we just went through them like a mighty flood. And I want to say to you this morning that God desires to give you a breakthrough this year. This year, some of you are going to get a breakthrough in this 21 days of fasting and prayer. 
that we're about to enter into because the word of the Lord to the body of Christ for this year is that those who will really go after God, those who will really seek the Lord, you know, the Lord leaves it up to us. He said, the Bible said, draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. God's not going to force himself on you. God's not going to knock on your door and walk in your house while you're not there and just give you great victory. But if you will invite him in, if you will seek for him, Jesus said, if you'll ask, you'll receive. If you'll seek, you'll find. If you'll knock, the door will be open to you. If you're hungry for God this year, God is ready to give you a breakthrough in your situation. And some of you have been battling against stuff for years and years and years. I come this morning on this first Sunday of the year to tell you that your heavenly Father is ready with the power of his presence to walk into your situation and give you a breakthrough. Praise the Lord. Now, let me get to my message, and I want to give you just a couple of points here from this story. I want to lift these out. First of all, I want to tell you, here's how you get your breakthrough. Are you ready? Let's look from this story. The first thing I notice is that David inquired of the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the doors will be open to you. If you'll set your heart to seek the Lord... You can find that place in him this year. Praise the Lord. So determine that you'll do that. Verse 10 says that David asked God, shall I attack the Philistines and will you give me the victory? And then he, here, here's the amazing thing. Um, notice in this story that the Philistines came down in the valley of Rephaim for the purpose of capturing David. And so David said, before I do anything, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to the Lord about this. I'm going to ask God, what should I do? God, should I attack? And God said, attack. I'll give you the victory. He had the victory. And in fact, that victory was so great, that's where we got that, that colloquial expression about the master of all breakthroughs. But then later on, the Philistines regrouped and came back against David the second time. Notice what he did. He went back to the Lord to ask him what to do. Now, if you're not careful, and, and, and when I point out here, I got three fingers pointing back here. I'm talking to all of us, me included, because this is kind of a natural tendency. God gives you a great victory. You know what you did. You know what to do. And so when the enemy attacks next time, you, I got this. I know what to do now. Praise God. I, I just know what to do. No, 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 no. Don't ever get in too big a hurry to seek the Lord. Same enemy, same place, same army, same attack. David had already had a word from the Lord and a great victory. The natural tendency would be to call the army together and say, hey, time to attack. Let's go after them just like we did last time. God gave us. The... But he didn't do that. He went back before the Lord and sought his face again. And this time God gave him a different military strategy for the second victory. Don't ever get in too big a hurry to seek the Lord. In fact, one of the things that we're really praying for this year is that that, that this house will become such a house of prayer that, that it will be the culture of this church, that, that New Hope will become known as a church of prayer. And it, when, when people have needs, they'll just, 
they'll just think of New Hope as a as a play. Boy, if you need a prayer answered, call those folks over at New Hope. We're we're people of prayer. We want to seek the Lord. Amen. 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 So yeah, give God praise. I'm I'm for that. Amen. Second thing, wait for direction. David got directions the first time, and he waited for directions the second time. And the reason you wait for directions is because God's strategy wins. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. When I look back over my life, the times that I've failed, the times that I've come short, the times that I've made mistakes has always been my doing, never his. God will never lead you wrong. You can trust in the Lord. In fact, we're instructed to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, not to lean to our own understanding and all of our ways to acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. David heeded that. He waited for the direction of the Lord. And the amazing thing, God told him that first time, just rise and attack. And he just took the army and just went what typically you'd do with an army, just a frontal attack and just, just had that marvelous master breakthrough. But the second time, God said to David, he said, I want you to attack like you did last time. I want you to take the army and I want you to go around them. In fact, behind, on the other side of the valley of Rephaim, there was a, there was a, a forest of trees. And um, the, the old King James called them mulberry bushes, but they were actually trees, more like balsam trees, and that's why more modern translations use that. He said, I want you to go around behind and station yourself ready to attack, but don't attack until you hear a rustling in the top of the trees. And in fact, some translations said a marching in the top of the trees. In other words, David, get ready to attack, but don't attack until you hear heaven's army over your head. And when you hear my army coming, it's time to go because I'm going to be right out there in front of you. Oh, praise God. Oh, if we, if we just, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If we just wait, he just waited until all of a sudden he heard. I'm here to tell you this morning that if you'll do it God's way, God will send his army to help fight your battles. And they won the victory because God's army was there with it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And then third and finally, when you got your instruction from the Lord, attack. Attack. Now, <laughs> if you're going to attack, make sure that you attack your enemy. Your real enemy. It ain't your mom-in-law. I don't care how you feel. I don't care how aggravated you are. How frustrated you are with your uncle or your aunt or your cousin or your sister-in-law or your brother-in-law or your neighbor or whoever. That's not your army. This is a spiritual battle. Paul said, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Don't attack people. Even on Facebook. Amen. 
People are not our, that, that's, that's not our enemy. Folks, get off, of, get off of this attacking on social media. If you don't have something uplifting and encouraging and edifying to say, zip it up. Amen. Amen. And if you got to say something or burst, take it to the Lord in prayer. But we're, we're, we're supposed to, we're the body of Christ. We're supposed to, we're ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We're supposed to be spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be ministers of edification. So when we speak, we need to be edifying and lifting up. We attack the devil. Satan is the enemy. You say, yeah, but you don't know what so-and-so's doing. I know what they're doing. They're full of the devil. So attack the devil, but leave them alone. Praise, pray that God will save them. Amen. If you get the devil cast out of them, you can get along with them. Amen. Don't shout me down now. <laughs> I tell, let me tell you something. You, you get away for a month, you'll come back having so much fun. I'm just excited. Just the, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. And, and it's just fun serving the Lord. It's just wonderful serving Jesus. Amen. Attack the enemy. It's a spiritual battle. Fight the devil, not your husband, not your wife, not your ex. Fight the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We, we come against it with a spiritual battle. If you want to break through, go ahead. Know who your enemy is, then check to see what's been hindering you from having the victory. Ask the Lord, he'll reveal it to you. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Get that taken care of. Get it out of your way. Amen. And then attack in Jesus' name. Put on the whole armor of God and attack in Jesus' name. Now, I want to tell you something about this year. It's, it's time to begin to decree and declare. We, we pray, but here's how we attack. We, de we declare the Word of God. Find it. It's in here. There is a scripture for your situation. Find it. And then when you find it, declare it. And then go to the next step and decree it into your situation. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Declare, say, this is the word of God. This fits my situation. I come, I, I come against this and I decree through the word of God and the powerful name of Jesus a breakthrough in this situation in my life this year. I decree it and declare it. Now, let, let, let me give you this and we'll close. What, it, what do you do when you get your breakthrough? When David got that breakthrough, the Philistines ran and they left their idols behind and he, he destroyed them all. He burned them up. Now, let me tell you something. As God begins to open doors and break down walls and give you breakthroughs, make sure that you keep yourself clean. Don't let, don't let, the Bible said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that's set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finish of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God 
when God gives you the victory, don't let the enemy pull you back into this world and into in, into sin. So get 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 rid of that stuff, man. <clears throat> we we need to be a church that's quick to repent and seek the Lord. Amen. Second thing, give God all the glory. Give God all the glory. He doesn't share his glory with any of us. So don't try to take it. Just go ahead and give God the glory. Because he is the one. He's worthy to be praised. Praise the Lord. And then finally, when you get your victories this year, share it with somebody else. My goodness, one of the greatest witnessing tools that you have at your disposal is your testimony. Share it with somebody. Boy, tell it, tell it, tell it everywhere you go. Tell your neighbor, tell your relatives, tell your friends. Tell them when God does something good for you. Share your testimony. Stand with me, please, if you will. Some of you don't need but just another raindrop or two of God's glory. For it to become a flood and knock your enemy completely off of his feet and give you the victory. Let, let me tell you, I, I, I told you when I began this morning, I'd read a lot of prophecies about this year and everything, but there's one saint of God that I've been listening to for almost 44 years now. Every year at the beginning of the year, this good brother used to go off in December when he was young and healthy enough to do so. He would, he would go down to South Georgia. He had a place down there where he could get away from everybody and just pray. And he'd stay before the Lord until God would give him a word for the, for the year ahead. And he'd come back and share that with me. I always look forward to it every, every beginning of every year. And he's always been right on, never missed it. When he told you something God was going to do in that year, you could just go ahead and jot it. And I've done that. I've watched God perform. He, he's never missed. I got more confidence in him than I've gotten any of the proclaimed prophets. And I'm not in any way trying to take away from any of those. But I know this man. And I wish all of you could know him because he's a member of this church. Been a member of this church longer than I've been here. His name's Charles Elton. Brother and Sister Elton are in their 90s now, and they haven't been able to come to church for years. So many of you, most of you, are not even acquainted with the Eldons. Some of you do know them. And some of you talk with them occasionally and ask them to pray for you. They're great prayer warriors. Lisa Stevens, she takes some meals every once in a while and just blesses them. Brother and Sister Elton are they're wonderful folks. When, when we got back in December, I had a, had a message on my answering machine at the house. When I played it, it said, Hello, Brother Bowen, this is Brother Elton. I just wanted to tell you that God's given me a word for you for this year. Word for new hope for this year. Word for the body of Christ this year. Said that word is triumphant. 
triumphant. Triumphant. Glory to God. So I'm excited because I believe there's, there's going to be some triumphant victories in this house this year. Going to be some breakthroughs. Some of you that have been hanging on in some situations until you don't know if you can hang on much longer, you're about to get that breakthrough. God himself is about to come in with the power of the Holy Spirit like a flood and knock down all the opposition. He's going to bring them in. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You're going to get an unexpected phone call for some of your kids. Find out that God has got a hold of their heart and has been a change in their life. Yeah. Amen. Some of you are going to find out that that first diagnosis that the doctor gave you has somehow disappeared and changed. Health is springing in your body. God's going to give you a breakthrough. Some of you are going to find out that, that God has just supernaturally reached into your finances and began to turn things around. Blessings are coming your way. This is a year of triumph. Here's how I want you to close the service. If you're unsaved, I want you to come give your heart to Jesus. You, all you need to do is open your heart and ask God to forgive you of your sins. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. You'll be saved. So I hope you'll come while others come. But I want everybody in this building that would like to agree to declare and to decree on this first Sunday that this year will be a year for breakthrough for me. I want you to move this way. Everybody can't get here, but just if you can only take a step, just come in as close as you can, everybody, but, but just make a move this way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord. Move in this place today. Spirit of the Lord, move in this place today. On every heart, every life, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. Right there where you're standing this morning. Declare that Jesus is your Lord and that he is your victor and your victory and declare that this year will be a year of breakthrough and then decree it in your situation. Say, I decree over this situation triumphant victory this year for the glory of God. God bless you. Just praise the Lord.